You're listening to the Pittsburgh Podcast Network. Enjoy the show. I love this. Yeah. Aaron Kleiber is the guru now <laughs> of my app world of no restrictions. I, I'm just telling found, you. You found me. You, we're recording here. We're, we're at my uh, favorite uh, the cigar shop on the south side, Blooms, which is legendary. This is a great place. The vibe here is amazing. I've uh, been coming here for the, the, the five months I've lived on the south side. I, I've heard about Blooms many times, but... <clears throat> you come in here, I've never been in a more welcoming place in my life, whether oh, yeah, it's, it's a restaurant, bar, and I'm like... I already made like five best friends just walking to the back of the room. It's amazing. You walk in, it's like family, and it's the most interesting group of people, all yeah. successful, and Mark, the owner, is the nicest guy in the world, uh, very welcoming, and it's got the big chairs, high air, and I want I to I do this show here because you and I have been, we've known each other for many years. Yeah. Uh, we actually talked about podcasting and stuff, man, before we even did this Sitting thing. around on your back porch having smoking cigar. cigars. And I was... This is fitting. I was the the bad guy, I guess, that got you into cigars. Yeah. You, never, you were like Look, healthy. I come, and, from, I, come from, <laughs> I come from Homestead being a 16-year-old kid smoking Swisher Sweets thinking I was the coolest guy in the yeah. world, mm-hmm. right? And smoking Black and Miles. <laughs> and then Jimmy's like... Here's a ten dollar cigar. You gotta try I'm like, an Ashton, brother. I'm like, what? It's like, like when you go from like drinking Vladimir to something good. It's a, you know, yeah, you're, like, you're like, what? Oh, now I can do this. Liquor can be better. I didn't know Scotch tastes good. And this Cigars can taste better. Yes, in, in I mouth. thought black and mouths are the best in the world. <laughs> now, now I got you know smoking. What do you ten a day? Ten cigars a day now. Yeah, got I'm your done, new yeah. habit, which is <laughs> healthy. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Uh, the health thing. It, it, I'm in your fifties. You know, everybody wants to do a colonoscopy on them. I don't know what it is. Is it? Is it? What I happens? don't know. It is an age. As soon as you hit fifty, man, everybody wants to do colonoscopy. Yeah. And I say, shake your hand. Let's do. You have to do colon. These aren't doctors. I'm not looking. These are just friends. <laughs> These are friends. They just want to do it. <laughs> everybody talks, and people are open about that. Like they want to talk about the colonoscopy. Yeah, like, like, is that a thing? I, it must be because people will say, like, they're trying to sell it to me, and it'll be like, oh, that's great. And I'm thinking. I can't see it being great. Yeah, that you know? does not sound fun. Now, Mark, have you ever had a colonoscopy? Uh, I get them as often as I can. See that? That's it's, the best seven seconds of your life. You see? That's what everybody tells when they, me. When they put that thing needle in your arm, yeah. and you say, when is this going to be? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see. Got it? For the drugs. Wow. <laughs> All right, I'm getting one. I'm still not and, in. And, and, no, you're not in yet? Mm-hmm. You don't have to worry. You're, you're good for a while. You can stay with your rubber glove. So, so Aaron, we were talking about your your uh, your gig that you have. You have a gig coming up. It's really cool. You're doing a, a, a cruise ship gig, man. I am. So yeah. I want to have you on the show for you leave. Yeah, so I'll, I'll, give be, you I'll be gone for a couple weeks. Tips. Yeah, I just uh, yeah, I just I just started uh, working Norwegian cruise lines. Yeah, and, cool. Uh, they're 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 said to be the best in the world. Oh, it's it's like the uh, I know they're line, man. I know they're the most the expensive. It, it's uh, yeah. It, well, cruises are. I was never a cruise guy until three years ago. Three years ago, I did uh, the Steeler Cruise. The Steelers mm. have a cruise every couple of years, and they have That's a lot right. of current yeah, yeah. Our and alums. Friends, my, my close friends I grew up with, Chris Preston, did they go? Kurt Wooten. They oh, were Kurt at the was one. on one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Chris That's and right. Kurt were, yeah, Pittsburgh dad and Chris Preston. 
Kurt did uh, a show. We did because uh, right. I do yeah, stand up yeah. at night and I bring Kurt up and in uh, Gene Collier and the guys and stuff. Yeah, they all told me it was a good time. Oh God, it was. So I love fun. to do that. It's all you do is drink and eat nonstop for a week. I would love to do that. That fits very to the point where by the third or fourth day, you don't want to get off the boat. Oh sure. People go, oh let's go. We're at Nassau, the Bahamas. Right, you can see right. this and that, and you're like, yeah, stay here. Yeah. Right. Well, what do you mean, Jim? You'll stay? Well, it's got everything I need. Booze, food, that's it. Yeah, that's all I need. You know what? You're right. Yeah. Like there are like uh, the the first Norwegian I went on, they had um, we we stopped at Cancun, Cozumel, Honduras, and Belize. Wow. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's cool. I think I don't know what the, I don't know which one I'm doing. Oh, that's it. I don't even know where I'm going. They don't tell you. The Belize. That, that's, oh, that sounds. That even sounds good, doesn't? Belize. Well, I tell you what. Is that outside Du Bois? Yeah, Belize. And you've been to Belize? It's a little north of Philly. It's yeah. <laughs> it gets hot. Du Bois. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've done a gig in Du Bois. Oh, There's I've a ski lodge up there. Yes, I've done it. Yeah, dude. I've been to Du Bois. I love Du Bois. But no, they, you know, it, it's it is beautiful to get off the ship. But, you know, a lot of the places you stop, uh, not all of them, they're very touristy built up. It's kind of, you get off and it's like just pit bull playing, yes. you know, and it's just, they just want, you know, white girls to buy drinks and take their tops off in the pool. Uh, it's some barrio, every, you know. Every, you're right, after your third Caribbean island, yeah. every one of them are the same. And you start thinking there is yeah. these are islands. Okay? First you're, world problems you're, here. You're there for the beach. Mm-hmm. You're there for the beauty of the water, the beach, the, 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 the swim or whatever. And in every Caribbean island, you do the same thing. They go. As soon as you get off, you go. You get somebody. God bless them. They're yeah. uh, they're on the island. This is their gig. Yeah. To make money, but they grab you. You a hey, man. You want to see the real Belize. That's all it is. Or <laughs> whatever. Yeah, you're you want to right. see the real Bahamas. Yep. And they take you out. You fall for the mm-hmm. first time, and there's nothing. You'll see like this little area that looks like a puddle. What's yep. that? Well, that is called Baby Beach or something. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And of course, half the tourists lie when they get yeah. back to the boat. Going, oh, we went to Baby Beach. It was unbelievable. No, yeah. it wasn't. Nothing. Yeah, I know. You're absolutely right. You're only going to get some well, and, like, and you great architecture the... or something. Yeah. There. yeah. It's got knocked down nine times by hurricanes, whatever right. it is. Like Cozumel, <laughs> I know that when I go with my wife, my wife's mm. going to go with me on, on one of them this time. Like, they have the Mayan temples. Mm. You know, I didn't go out there by myself. Right. But when I take my wife, of course I want to go see that. It's pretty cool, though. Oh, yeah. I want to see that a lot. I'm sorry. The history, I want to see that. But when you go into port, it's the same stores that are trying to sell you the beads and the, you know, the get your, get your, uh, the good, the bad, the ugly pullover. (laughs) (laughs) Which I have. No. But, you know, it's funny, though, when you go to these islands, they, uh, they do this. And then believe me. I'd love to be vacationing right now on one of these Caribbean islands. Yeah. I'm not complaining about this. But the funny thing about the islands are whenever I would swim or go to like some sort of snorkeling thing or whatever, right. they would say, I remember two different times, one in Aruba, one in Jamaica, mm-hmm. and I go out on a boat and Hetty and I'm my wife Hetty and we and they go, I said, are there sharks out there? Yeah. And yes, both times the guy goes, who, by the way, the guy who's watching over me is very high. Very hot. And they look at me and they go, oh, no, man. There's no sharks in this side of the island. And I believe it. And then all, you know, the second time, I'm like, wait a second. Hetty and I are floating around, mm-hmm. looking at some ship or whatever, snorkeling. I'm like, yeah. wait a second. That guy's high on an inner tube watching me. He's my lifeguard. He's saying there's no sharks. How does he know? He has no research. He's not like some marine biologist. This yeah. is some burnout dude from the hotel. Hey, what he does he know? He says there's like there's sharks that say... 
I don't like that side of the island. Yeah, I right. never go there. Yeah, right. And I believe it. That's like, not true. That's the weird <laughs> thing is the safety factor. I mean, it's not like, and the other thing is, have you done this yet? Have you done the, the, the parachute? What you, no. you know what I'm saying? I you have done that, speedboat? but I didn't. No, I'm not doing that. I almost, now. I almost did it. At 25, sure. At yeah. 35, no thank you. You don't do it at 35. Nah, I'm good. 35 and up, you're off, nah, you're good. off that. Nah, I'm good. I got too much danger in my life. I, one time I was <laughs> a, a, on a trip to the Bahamas, and when, you know, when I was on DE, we did a yeah. lot of beach shows. Mm-hmm. We had sponsorships or whatever. It's like a travel lot, <clears throat> as a lot of listeners know. Uh, but I, I would, I remember one time doing, we were doing a show in uh, the Bahama, Nassau, and, uh, I remember getting ready to do this. You don't know, yeah. you get the, on the speedboat and they take you up on a parachute and all that. Mm-hmm. And the guy goes, hey, man, the bartender. Yeah. Is the bartender? My, my ten dollar yes, drink and a twenty dollar hot dog. <laughs> but he's getting ready to go out there and he goes, hey, man, it's too bad. But the guy yesterday. <laughs> I'm like, what guy? Well, at the end, the cable snapped, man. He went out. Oh, <laughs> he goes, we got see. him. We got him. I'm like, oh, no. God. No way. We got him? Yeah, we got him, though. <laughs> no Although, thanks. I gotta tell you, that'd be a death by misadventure for Pittsburgh. Yeah. It'd be pretty cool, right? Oh, well, you'd if you're be, gonna oh, go. Oh, 5 o'clock news. That'd be legendary. Oh, Sally Wiggins. The, Sally'd the, be there the covering tribute, that one. The tribute of, oh, you know, the parachute tribute. You'd be the, you'd be at the front, the front of the newspaper. Aaron would be in charge of getting the golden parachute statue somewhere <laughs> in Homestead. Oh, that fits somewhere okay, I don't want that, though. south side. Yeah, I'd want that <laughs> south side. That golden parachute statue. Yeah. But uh, oh the works. God. And, you know, you go to work, they need people, they will meet you down by the Crane Golden Parachute statue. You what it snapped. You never find them. Nope. Then you get by a shark, which never go to that side of the island. But one did. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, it's, <clears throat> but don't, so don't, so you don't, you don't do the adventure thing. No, you know, because I only went out by myself a couple times. Mm. So, I want to kind of save those adventures to go do with my wife, you know? And she's going to go with me yeah. on my second week. Yeah. And uh, it's not it's not as all cracked up to be... Like, it's fun. Like, you know, you went and go, did the Pittsburgh cruise. Mm-hmm. You know, you know people there. I don't know anybody. Yeah, because it was all Pittsburgh. Yeah, I don't know anybody it when was, I go on and awesome. do my cruise by myself. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, you really end up... I ended up hanging out with, like, the magicians, which Norwegian has world-class. You always got to watch out. Magician. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Okay, quit. I'm gonna be scared now. No, no. No, like I, I hang out with some of these, watch, these like it. world class magicians. <laughs> They're amazing. Uh, but you know what? I uh, who I did trust. Hmm. So on the cruise, they have like a uh, you know how we have like a sing sing here in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Well, they have piano yeah. guys on the cruise, and these guys they do six months on, six months off. They're lifers. These guys they are they live on the boat. They're like piano That's players. That's an interesting life. They're piano players for pirates. I mean, these guys, could they you, live on the sea. Could you do that? Six months? No way. I couldn't do six months. No, 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 no. I'm At any time, I think it would be, it would be just too much stuff. Yeah, too much. No, 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 no. I'm scared the, about two weeks. There'd be too much gossip. Oh, it's, oh, that, that's actually, I'll get right? to that. I'll get to that. I want to hear that. You learn very quickly. Everybody oh, hates oh, oh, it's like any job. Or so everybody, funny. everybody's getting, getting knocking boots. They're getting in naked. Par- they're oh, in paradise, man. Everybody. Everybody, the whole show. So you learn, you learn about all the entertainers. So you go out with, uh, I went out with the piano guys and they said, we're going to go get, we're going to go get a, uh, what do they call it? You go get a tap tap. That's what they call it in Central America. Sure. A tap tap is a, is a car. That's really? what they, that's slang for like a taxi cab. The le- because last thing you want to do is drive. You just walk up to a car and you tap it on the back of the hood or tap on the t- trunk. Yeah. And they're like, okay, get in, come on. 
Oh, they'll drive you. Yeah. Oh, you just tap cool. on the trunk. I'll That's why they call it a tap. Really? Tap. I didn't know that. Yeah, you tap on the trunk. That's what they call it. I'm like pretty Katie sure and... they're making this up there, and you're going to get arrested no, I'm for getting you. a car. No, I'm telling you. Yeah, <laughs> Somebody no, just, just get in a car. They, yeah, they <laughs> sing, the Sing Sing well, Community we, goes, hey, we got him on the tap. Yeah. yeah. Well, we, we go, and we get it. We get a van, and mm. it's me and another comedian, uh, the comedians and the piano players, and these piano player guys, they're like, I'm telling you, like you were saying, the local guy, like, let me take you to the good spot. No, these guys know the good spot. So we were when we were in Honduras... They said, we're going to the other side of Roatan Island. We're on Roatan Island okay. off of Honduras. Yeah. We're going on the other side of the island. Where the sharks are. Yeah, right? No. <laughs> they Good. said, there's a bar there. You pay like 10 bucks, cheap drinks, food, access to the beach, chairs, umbrellas, everything. They said, okay. We take a 20-minute drive on the other side of the island. Sure enough, the guy's like, hey, guys, how you doing? You know, come on in. They know them. It's great. The drinks are cheap. The food's amazing. We got a crystal sand beach, blue water, no tourists. It was amazing. At any point, that did was you think spot. about the boat having free drinks and, once again, not getting off. The free drinks and, and everything right there on the boat. But I guess you get tired of the boat, huh? Is that what it is? You, you got to light up again? You do got to get We're, we're having cigars. We're Bloom's uh, cigars, as I said, in, in the south side. Also, I want to tell everybody, uh, if you want to join in the conversation and, and Ask a question, or just say hey. Uh, go to Jim J. Krenn, the letter J, then K R E N N, at email.com, and I will answer the email. I check it all the time. Good for J. you. J. Krenn at email.com. And uh, thanks to uh, Dave, Andrew, Bob, uh, George, and Joanna. The, see, I protect your last name. I don't keep your last name for email. I protect you. Who <laughs> sent emails last week, and thank you so much for that, for reaching out. Uh, so jkren at email.com. Here's funny when we're talking about driving mm-hmm. in different lands. When you're in uh, different lands. You're, you're like, when we visit different you, lands. When you're on different lands. When you drive, like if you go to Ohio, far yes. away, places like that. Yes, many uh, days walk. Many days walk. <laughs> <laughs> when you go to different lands. I, I, don't, I don't like to, I'm not a rental car guy. I will not drive. In, in a foreign country, uh, it's, it's to me it's scary because the, I, don't want to I don't want to be the guy once again on the six o'clock news who oh, no, went head on into a, a tractor trailer because <laughs> he didn't know it's the other side of the road. Isn't that terrifying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Have you ever I, done I that? Have you ever driven uh, on the other side of the road? I have. I have not. And it is the worst thing. I will, that's I did it once and, I, and I'm done. You, you know, one time. Um, my buddy uh, Bill, we, we were um, we were doing a show covering the Steelers in Ireland. Mm-hmm. Uh, not this last trip they went out a year before. This has been a long time ago. And yeah. uh, I remember we were getting all the equipment and everything. We were driving to this hotel, mm-hmm. and it was the most harrowing, crazy ride ever. And poor Bill uh, was in this van, and, and he's the cars are missing us. They're just barely on these narrow highways. Yeah. They're, they're passing the van like yeah, crazy and bomb. stuff. And, and, and Bill's shaking, and we were in a convenience store, Yeah. and I try to calm him down because we have like two more hours to go. So I walk up and I say, Bill. You're driving for two hours? Oh, this is a few hours. Wow. This is a long ride. So I go to Bill, I say, Bill, look, don't worry about it. It's no big deal. Uh, people drive like this all the time here. Yeah. No <laughs> one ever gets hurt or anything. They, they are used to it. They know what they're doing. Just as I said, I swear to God, in this convenience store... The Ireland version of the Kogos, or whatever, yeah, right, right. Uh, you hear on the radio. I swear to God, you hear. 
McGillicuddy hadn't been made. was killed yesterday. It hit all from him. The guy goes on about ten accidents that happened just like within a Oh, my God. And it was over. Poor Vilsick. Chain smoking at that point. Call me. But, yeah, that, I just, I can't do the driving. I don't, I, yeah. I'll do tap tap. Now I know what it is. Yeah, Central America. I'll just tap tap everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah, you just get some crazy guy that barely speaks English. <laughs> so now you're set now. When you, when you stand up in these things, man, you do that. Yeah. Is, it, is it a hard gig? People always you know, wonder what it's like when you're saying, like, is it, is yeah. it these kind of, kind of cruise, kind of 20 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour? It, what do definitely, you do? it definitely took uh, took some getting used to, only because I'm not crazy about doing stand-up in front of children. Okay. So um, so when I started out... Well, wow, that's know, hard. It's very hard. <laughs> you're oh, wait, when you say children. Yeah, dude. How? I'm talking about yeah. four-year-olds. Oh, my God. Oh, people don't care. For you. Well, here's what happens. So, on Norwegian, okay. uh, as uh, when I first started... Wait, wait, you ever get a four-year-old heckler? I'm oh, kidding. Yeah. I'm kidding. Go yeah, ahead. absolutely. I had, I had a, like, a, one. I have a, a seven-year-old one. kid repeat everything I said. Just start swearing at the I'm kid. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> seven-year-old heckler. Very yeah. good. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, uh, so when I first started, mm-hmm. uh, I had to, uh, like, my audition weeks, I had to MC, which is... 15 minutes up front, uh, and you do three shows a night. You do seven, nine, and 11. Seven okay. and nine are family-friendly. Hmm. So you do 15 minutes, and it's, you know... Now, granted, I talk about marriage and kids, and so it's not too terribly difficult. Yeah, well, you're at, your act is... But you uh, know... Go, you could do, your act is basically... You can be dirty or clean. Yeah. But that's the neat thing about your act. It goes... It covers everything. Every demo, I'm saying. Without, without right. insult. But then you start realizing, even though you have a clean act, there's even some stuff where I'm like, well, I can't do that joke about 35-year-old dad smoking weed. Yeah, yeah. Like, I can't do that joke about Santa Claus. You'll be off the port. There are kids in the audience that still believe in Santa. Like, I can't. Like, it's weird that even the clean jokes you can't do. You know? Uh, And many of our listeners still believe in Santa. He's real people. I apologize. Aaron's joking. Spoiler alert. Yes. He's a joke. He's a joke. Santa, Santa came to my place. Yes, he's real. Uh, we're going to get into the kids. But go ahead. Tell, uh, me, tell me about the finish. Well, that's, but that's what it is. It's like you really start thinking, like, well, I can't do that joke about you know, date night with my wife. you got to cut pieces out. and you know. But then you start to realize, then you see the, the headliner get on, and the headliners only do 30 minutes. Right. So it's 15-minute nice MC, 30-minute headliner, and uh, there's usually two headliners that alternate. So really, you only if a head, you're a headliner, you only do eight to nine shows. Well, the, and the interesting thing is, Aaron, uh, with that kind of show, and I, I the only cruise thing I ever did was the Steelers thing. Right. But I did something similar to that in, in, before I got into radio, and I was doing just six years of doing stand-up full-time. Yeah. Uh, when I started a headline, um, there's a wonderful club. I, I believe it's still going on in, in the, the Tropicana Common Stop. Oh, yeah? Church. And a great guy, Bob Kepler, helped me a lot. It was my favorite, one of my favorite clubs at the game. Huh. And it was a cool club. You got to do this club. Yeah. It was a real interest because it was like cruise ship on land. In other words, it was right. Like, uh, so you had a cross section of uh, every demographic. Right. And, and, it, and it was a cool club you wanted to get into because when you do comic clubs, as you know, you could only really do them twice a year because you sure. your act it doesn't change that quickly. Sure. Like, no one really can, you know it takes you years to get an hour, uh, forty-five minutes even. So I remember. The first show that I did that, I wanted to do well very badly because what happens is Aaron will attest to in the comedy club scenario if you you bomb uh, two nights in a row, oh yeah, you're not there the third night because oh, they good. can they can bring someone in. And so in Atlantic City, uh, the way it's set up was three comedians, each yeah. guy did a half hour. Okay. So 
if you bombed two nights in a row, they can get a guy in from New York, from Dangerfields at the time or wherever, and just get him to say, Jim, sorry, see you later. So anyway, I, the, the, the three comedians, my first time there, I'm working with uh, a guy named Jack Cohen, mm -hmm. who I believe is a writer and a producer now in L.A. Okay. somewhere, and a guy named, there's a comedian named Uncle Dirty. Uncle Dirty. Uncle Dirty. Was, I've heard you mention his name before. This is great. He was an old-time guy at the time. <laughs> He's raised in the 70s. Uncle Dirty. He was always smoking weed. And this is before weed was very liberal like it is now. And sure, he was yeah. walking around with weed. But, um, so Uncle Dirty was the act, and he wrote for Richard Pryor and wow. uh, George Carlin, which I found out was real. Wow. It wasn't sure at the time, but I found out later on it was real. Yeah. That he really did this. So anyway, Uncle Dirty, I, I, I set this up. You started on a Monday, you ended on a Sunday. Right. So Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, I find out, are all the bus people, they called them at the time. And that means oh. it was seniors yeah. you know, uh, who would be bust in, sure. play slots, lose money, and they get a free ticket to the shows. Yeah. So you got these people who just lost right. their social security oh money. Oh my God. And now that's your audience. So I go up and uh, I bomb horribly. Because huh? <laughs> at the time I'm 24 years old. Yeah. My wait, act wait, reflects yeah. my age. And when I'm talking to people, they're 80. My youngest right. audience member out there. Oh my God. Which was, it was the opposite of the standard comedy club. Yeah. And they, after I bombed, they told me, they said, Jim, you got to adjust your act. You know, they, they kind of tried to help me. They said, the owners, they said, look, the crowd you're going to get, like you're used to in the comedy clubs, they don't come in until Thursday, Friday, uh, Saturday, maybe Sunday okay. night. But the right. first few are going to be this. My head is down. I'm backstage. I'm ready to cry. Because I'm thinking, I'm going to lose this, this thing. This is like right. six weeks. It's getting out of six yeah. weeks of work a year, eight weeks. Right. So I'm down and out. And uh, Uncle Dirty comes up to me. And I'm sitting there all depressed. Yeah. And he looks at me and he goes, tough night, huh? I go, yeah. He goes, you know, if you bomb again, you're going to get fired, right? I go, yeah, I know. And he says, well, tell you what, Jim. He says, I want you to get up and make them like you next tomorrow. Yeah. He says, you have nothing to lose. You're going to bomb anyway. Yeah. He said, I said, what do you mean? He said, don't do your act. First five minutes, I just want to make, I want to make them like you. Yeah. So I said, what am I going to say? Right. I, and I'm thinking about it. So I go, okay, I made that pack. Can't do my act five minutes. I can just say anything I want. Right. So I get up. The next night, sold out, 80-year-old, 90-year-old crowd. And you could hear the oxygen. And they, uh, don't let them match. <laughs> the whole place would go up. But, and, I, and I'm up there. And I just started to talk. I said, you know, um, well, it's uh, Tuesday night. And I said, uh, uh, yeah, tonight I usually take my grandmother to bingo. On the south side of Pittsburgh, because I did. I used to drive her bingo yeah. all the time. And, and, and I started talking to my grandma. And, yeah. I, and I was going to bingo, eating park, and I described what that is here in Pittsburgh, and, and all that. And all of a sudden, they start giggling at things there. And the yeah. next thing you know, after five minutes of talking to my grandma, I, I do my same act that I always had done on the comedy clubs at that time. And just ripped the room apart, man. And yeah. I walked off, and Uncle Darius gave me the nod, like, there you go. That's what you, and, yeah. and I've learned. So that's it. But the point I was making all that long story was that that's one of the things your your act is great about. People like you within the first few minutes of your act. Well, that's you, why you could play a lot of different audiences. And that's a key to doing stand-up. You're people. absolutely right. And everything you're demo. saying is 100% true. That's mm -hmm. the way it works. And I learned I, from Uncle can, Dirty. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 I can, and I can attest to that on, on a comedy club stage or at the cruises is that I learned very quickly because it goes from Sunday to Sunday. Mm -hmm. Really, you do shows Sunday to Saturday. And... Uh, the first night of shows, I was like, okay, I get it. I get it. 
So the first five minutes of my act, I just welcomed them. Yeah. Talked about the cruise. They want to know who you are. Yep. Bit. And especially you, you have 25 kids. Yeah, I know. I have 38 kids. <laughs> so, like, as soon as I get on stage, I'm like, oh, I'm away from my kids. I'm having a good time. You know, talk about where we ported that day. You just do some crowd work based on the cruise, who you who you are. Yep. And that was it. And I was like, okay, I get it now. Then you're in. I get it. Five minutes yep. of cooking. And but and I, and I tell comedians too that even you know they're starting out and doing the clubs and and I remember you telling me that really early on is that you know if you can be likable in the first thirty seconds to a minute, mm-hmm. they're on board. It's a They'll go with you on your story. It's all You're about connection. Asking. Yeah. Really, it is. It's all about connection. That's why, it, and you do become, in, in a sense, it's a connection of friendship. And that's even with what we're doing right now. It's a connection of friendship. I feel friendship with, with yeah. people that listen. And when they come up and say hello or email and things like that, I tell sure. my friends to me. To me. I, mean, sure. I, I hope I am to them. Uh, you know, let's almost switch gears over the kids and, and Christmas. You have to have some crazy stories about uh Christmas uh, with, with your family uh, and, and having all the kids running around the house and what you have to go through. It's it's pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. Any moms, dads <laughs> out there, I salute you. Yeah, that's that's if, if you've never seen me do stand-up, that's pretty much uh, all of my stand-up. It's your life. People man. are like, why don't you do colleges? I'm like, because college kids don't want to hear how crazy marriage and three kids are. <laughs> and if I ever do colleges, which I do... Well, you know, it's basically I call it my scared straight set. You let them know. Yeah. So this was gonna this is gonna be you. Kids. I go up like that drill this sergeant. This is you in ten years. <laughs> I'm like, you trying to have unprotected sex? <laughs> well, you about to get rewarded. You know, like you scare them. <laughs> the submission. Like, Parents email. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aaron, thank you. You helped thank my child. You. My son. He my doesn't son have broke kids. up with his girlfriend. Yes, he broke up. He's not getting married. He gets out he now. Became a eunuch. <laughs> a eunuch. Yeah. Yeah. I. Uh, Thank no, you, Eric Clive. It is crazy. It's, They're gonna start uh, sending you to camp. You should do that, like boot camp, man. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> the uh, Clive boot camp oh is gonna be February eighth to the twelfth. That's what I tell people. I'm like, this is the scared straight portion of the so, show. So, so, so Christmas was nice. Then you had a good time. Oh yeah, stuff. I mean, kids it's, went nuts. I tell you what, it's so much fun with little kids, and you know, mm-hmm. as much as you complain, as much as you get on stage and, and, and make fun of things like that, it is it is so much fun to watch your little people. Open up presents, be excited, and uh, but it is crazy. I mean, it's gosh, my kid's been home for a week already, and it's I'm happy to be here. Like this, <laughs> uh, like I got to get out of the house because my house is covered in toys. I, I covered. Uh, I never had. Uh, we never had children. My wife and I have a lot of nieces and nephews and cousins. Uh, my little niece is, a, is a, a, you know six, just turned six. Happy birthday, Ella, and uh, in, in, in little V. But it's to me the amazing thing is how they can be like how they can master the English language almost at like six. To me, it's a fascinating thing that yeah. they can talk to you about subjects. And they, I mean, they, oh, they, I have to step back and think, yeah. oh, God, don't get on earth. I know. <laughs> Oh, the things that my kids. Come and I just up got with things. Amazing. I want to write that down. Ella. Good yeah. advice. You oh know, yeah. Like, and you experience that daily. Oh, every day. I mean. You know, the things that my kids, my son, my six-year-old son, he just turned six, he will, like, wake me up, tap on my forehead at six in the morning and be like, uh, Daddy, um, like, he's real, something real serious, right? Yeah. Like, you think, oh, what, what, buddy? Right? It's six in the morning. Daddy, um, what planet is Chewbacca from? <laughs> I'm like, buddy, I'm going to punch your eyes out. Are you kidding me right now? This is the question you're asking me at six in the morning? This is the, this is the big, <laughs> the big deal, yeah. man. He has to know. 
Yeah, yeah. So he, if like, you don't give it to him, but, yeah, you got to come up with something. What, you better where, go look it up. Where in your life have you ever come to a point where as soon as you opened your eyes in the morning, you had some <laughs> Star Wars trivia question? No, I wish. You're like, oh God. Like, the fact that thinking about what goes on in my little boy's brain, where he just wakes up and he's like, where's Chewbacca from? I'm going to call you tomorrow. Where does he come from? What is, who is his dad? What? You, what? But then, but then my daughter, she's a couple years older and she's the little, she's professor. She, I call her oh, really? professor. Oh, really? She's a thinker? Oh my gosh. She'll, she, she will, she will ask me why she's doing a long division problem incorrectly at seven in the morning. That's her. <laughs> She'll walk in with they a really notepad. really gets you in the morning, don't they? Oh my gosh. But, but so, can you do long division with her? Can you do the work yeah, with her? I thought my daughter, my, my, cause the daughter just turned eight. She's doing algebra. Hmm. She's skipping third grade math. She's unbelievable. She's, I'm teaching her A plus, plus, you know, A plus five equals X. My, Divided by B, she's unbelievable. You know what's funny is that with, with kids now, they're so incredible with technology. Yeah, they are. Right? I mean, the oh, yeah. phones, iPads. My kids have their little Kindles. Oh, yeah. How do you... Speaking of my little uh, uh, niece, she's so cute. Uh, makes me laugh. She makes me laugh. She's terrible. Uh, Ella, um, she ordered the... Uh, uh, it's about two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, my brother-in-law, Justin, uh, told me she ordered a... Like a seven hundred dollar bed, oh, yeah, huh? on a one click thing on oh, Amazon or whatever oh, it was. My. Yeah, it gets delivered to the house. Oh no, I don't have that one. And they're like, who on ordered phone? a Tempur-Pedic, whatever it was, adjustable seven ninety nine? Yeah, they sent it back. I was still. And I think, it, yeah, that's pretty wild, man. Yeah. That has to happen out there. My all little, the time. my little baby, my yeah. little baby I'm barely coming. says seven words. Programming. Show, show, oh, no, show, yeah, I know. <laughs> She just built Halo Six. Yes, of course. She will pick up my wife's phone and and she swipes pictures. Her little finger, weep, weep, looks through the pictures. Already. Oh, she's this she's one, Jimmy. Man. She's one. She's swiping pictures, zooming in on pictures that with her little crazy. fingers. But she watched us I, do it. How? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, well, yeah, it's, it's fascinating. I mean, it, the you know, world changes constantly. Mm-hmm. And you look where we are now with technology, and they're going to be the masters and uh, of the, the universe yeah. in a few years, but. Switching gears to uh, technology advancement. Are you a Star Wars fan? Since you said that you bought, I know you are. I just of course, wanted I'm everyone to know it. Of course, you Star Wars. Now I'm sorry. You know I'm a Star Wars fan, not fanatical as you. Yeah. Not as big as you, but I do like Star Wars. Um, I'm not a big sci-fi guy. But Star Wars is different. Star Wars is the great. Oh, it's just you a, know, it's good a versus entity. evil thing. You know? Yeah. But uh, Princess Leia. I know. That's the way. And yep. uh, our condolences. One of the greats. One of the greats. She, uh, here's, here's was, what she a, was she a teenage fantasy? Back in the for day? For me? Yeah. It never do, was for me. I don't remember when I I do remember thinking, you know what I thought? I, I think it was more of, well, I, I, I'll briefly tell you, my first, uh, you know, as a, as a, as a boy, yeah. my first special feelings. <laughs> okay, we'll talk about, yeah, the special feelings. Was for Heather Locklear in ah. T.J. Hooker. Yeah, I got to tell you. Do you remember when she, in the intro, she threw that nightstick? Yes. With those golden locks. Yes. And I was like, I remember being like I, eight or nine, and I go, wow. She's the most beautiful girl I have At eight seen. or nine? Oh. That's God bless I was like, you. she's so gorgeous. I'm older than you. I had special feelings, too. <laughs> For many years. When you were 22. Still. Yeah. yeah still. Hey, you know, but, but for Princess Leia, I think it was more of when I was in middle school, mm-hmm. seeing that. Okay, of course she's gorgeous in that metal bikini, you know. But then I was like, "Ooh, she's a strong woman." Yes, 
that very was, strong. That was one of the first women women in entertainment that I looked at and I was she's beautiful and she's like wow you know, she's she's tough you know what's funny is which is what I think Steve Martin was trying to say in that tweet right now comedian Steve Martin one of our idols he That's said right. the tweet as everyone knows out there now by now right is this posting in his podcast he's in a lot of hot water the political correct police yeah. came at him and made him take his tweet down where he had stated uh, go you tell me you tell what the, he stated he, uh, it's not word for word but he oh, basically yeah. said not only was she was she beautiful, she was also smart, genius, brilliant, stuff like that, yeah, right? Yeah, witty, whatever right. it was. And it was and like, what? People went out of their minds going that's at a, it for this. That's a great compliment, I think, to, to women to say, like, you know, even though I know you're, you know, they're, maybe they're saying that, oh, well, the beautiful thing shouldn't be the forefront of the... Well, no matter how much you're going to fight it, it's still a thing. It's a thing. Well, you know, being a beautiful woman is a thing. That's what, well, that, but that's what didn't make sense. Yeah. With people, the political correct police getting on him in the sense that she's an actress, and, and that is the first thing you see is, and that's where she was, how she was presented in a gold bikini. That's business. Sorry, it's a gold bikini she's wearing. It's yes. first, you know, but, but that's the way she, and she was also right. presented as a strong woman, a princess, and all absolutely. But, but she was everything Steve Martin said was. I thought it was fine too. I, I thought it was fine. I couldn't believe. It. I understood it. I well, understood some people, it. Some people don't at first glance. They don't even really take it in, and they're like, oh, I don't like that. What oh, yeah. What was that? And they even forget what he it, said. It, I think people get... They read into it so much. Yeah. That they, they find it makes their... You feel, I guess it makes people feel superior, maybe, to say something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> whatever. Just, uh... But it was, it was harmless, I thought. And he put it here to take so. it down. Yeah. He was getting that much heat on it? Well, and, that, and like I said, going wow. back to what I was saying about... That's how I felt that Princess Leia was that first person, that first woman, where I was like, she's beautiful and she's tough. Special like, feelings, we're calling Yeah, it. right. I was but like, it wasn't. Wow. That was, that, but it locked there was her special feelings. Well, yeah, yeah. That was like, I, why am I tingling? I don't know. She's so beautiful. <laughs> yes. I, <laughs> uh, but no, that's I'm how I. That's my special feelings. Girl. That's how. That's how I grew up with Princess Leia. Let me thinking think. that she was my, beautiful and tough and smart. Oh, I got my special feelings, girl. Oh, I got when it. I was a kid, little. Um, Is it gonna date you? Is it gonna date you? Oh hard? yeah, yeah, that's a little bit. Give me well, forty. So yeah, I'm only twenty-five. There were, there were, yeah, Jimmy's we're, 11. Yeah. Adriana Lima. No, I'm the kid. Oh, no, but I, no, it was, uh, was uh, the first time I'd seen something. It was like a, I can't remember the movie. Mm. She was like playing like a cave woman or something. It was called Kel Welsh, man. She was a Barbarella? She was young. No, that was uh, Jane Fonda. Oh, that was right, Jane. Yeah, he and only Jane. Yeah, that's right. I watched her. <laughs> he and only Jane can't watch Raquel. Welch. Cal Welch. Hey, Mark. Yeah. Who was the first woman that gave it a special feeling? You know, when you were a kid, you saw that beautiful feeling. girl and you got that tingly feeling tingly like, oh feeling. boy. I was four years old. Four? Four, four years old. <laughs> you. Diane Benish. Diane Benish. Dayton, I, Ohio. Oh. I'm, it, is. Oh, it was a real girl. I yes. her name. Whoa, that's wow. impressive. And what was she, maybe eight? Oh, okay. <laughs> well, you were four. It works. Who was the first celebrity that you had that <laughs> that you had that crush on? Um, Catherine Deneuve. Oh yeah. Oh, oh god yeah. Catherine Deneuve. She used to say, "I love." Yeah, she I love something. She said, "I used to change it to, I love you, baby. I love my eyes." <laughs> oh my god. That's cool. You know who else? I love you, know you know who else? One of the first uh, uh, female actresses. My my grandmother loved James Bond. Love James Bond. My right. grandmother got me into James Bond big time. Oh, you James Bond thing. And I, my first James Bond girl when I was young, maybe, you know, 10 years old, 
Barbara Caff- wait, Barbara Bach? Oh, yeah. From uh, The Spy Smoking Who Loved Me, hot. I think. Yeah. I saw her in those eyes, and I was like, she oh, the hottest, my. She may be the hottest Bond girl. I, you know what? <laughs> right? I think she is. I mean, let's 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 get rid of Halle Berry. Doesn't count. She's a you know yeah, modern, beautiful, stunning, gorgeous, right? But of the classic Bond girls, yes. Barbara Bach. Well, I mean, how about wait? I think Jane Seymour in *Live and Let Die* was pretty sexy. It, well, yeah, but at twenty-two or she was really young. I think she was eighteen or nineteen when she really? Jane Seymour did *Live and Let Die*. She yeah, was. Stu- in, in, she's stunning. But uh, the other woman, uh, Denise Richards, I believe, mm. was a Bond girl. Like when she was like twenty-two. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right. Because I remember her being stunned. Yeah. She's still pretty. Oh, yeah. Beautiful girl. But, uh, woman. but oh, um, and, I mean, Ursula Anderson and uh, Dr. No, of course, was yeah. unbelievable. They're, they're, yeah, they're, you know what's funny? is that like, you know their names, man. Yeah. That's how wild that is. You know the Bond girl's name? I, I couldn't make the current ones are beautiful. I like, you like, oh, by the way, this is one of the Bond thing. Who's your favorite Bond? All time. I'm going to, you're going to laugh. You're going to laugh. I will, Daniel Craig is my favorite. Jimmy, and I'm, I'm going to fight you. Let's go. No, I don't I can't. like, I don't I don't like Daniel minute. Craig. He's this little, I got. little blonde guy. I don't know. Oh, he's, he's tiny. He's not a little blonde He's guy. a little blonde kid. He's cool. I'll whip him. I, oh, I, come I, on. I did like Sean Connery a lot. Uh, he I, was, I, wasn't, I know everybody loves Connery. I wasn't crazy about him. You know who I thought was a complete James Bond who got everything from the original Bonds? I thought he had the the debonair and the manliness of Sean Connery. He had the humor of Roger Moore was Pierce Brosnan. Wow. Pierce Brosnan was a very good James Pierce Bond. Pierce Brosnan thing. He I think he took cues from the other James <laughs> Bonds. He was cool. You know, he they wanted him for to be Bond for years and he had some kind of T V show couldn't get out he of the uh, Remington Steel. Remington Steel. Ah, and he trivia. couldn't get out of it. This that's is a trivia right. show, man. And that's why that's actually why they <laughs> went with they went with Timothy Dalton. Because Who was the worst Bond? worst Bond. I think Timothy, Timothy Dalton, Dalton was the right? worst Bond. The worst. Yeah. George Lazenby did one. Did you know that? Oh I, mm. I told you I know about James Bond George in Star Wars. Lazenby. George Lazenby My. was was a one time James Bond. He was in the movie On Her Majesty's Secret Service. In 1969, I feel and he was okay. I feel bad for him. Yeah, because well. you know why I feel bad for him? Because when he did Bond, when he was done, he was walking around every club, everywhere, going, "I'm George Lazenby." Yeah, and Bo- George Lazenby, I'm gonna be the most famous to, man forever. He had to follow Sean Connery. They'll never forget George Lazenby. Yeah, forty years from now, he'll be saying, it's "George Lazenby." Now, now, now he's now he's a trivia question. I don't even know who that is. Yes, yeah, see, I told you. Some old guy now having a cigar going, I'm George Lazenby, that. Yeah. Give hey, me my cigar. He's what, here at Blooms. He's on the corner right there. What's a shame so is that... Uh, he's selling flowers in front of Blooms. <laughs> he's not on the south side. Uh, he's, he's doing your voicemail in a James Bond accent, James Bond voice, for you $5. Know, I'm going to get back in the bottom. There, there are the most interesting uh, people selling flowers in the, the, the uh, south side. And there was a, a, a guy on, on the street uh, last week. He had, and it's, as you know, it's winter, obviously, yeah. 25 degrees. He had a bucket of flowers that were half dead, and the flowers were just, some were stems. Clarence? Some had roses. He wanted to give me a look, a half dead one. And he walks up and goes, hello. Hello, sir. Would you like to buy a flower for your lady for five dollars? I said, um, no. I said, thank you, though. I said, are you here all the time? He goes, now, this was, like I said, a week or so. Yeah. He goes, uh, 
and it's we're still at the end of December. He looks at me and goes, Don't forget me. Valentine's is around the corner. Oh. <laughs> I said, I'm in. I said, I'm in. Come back to the store. Yes. I got a feeling he's not going to forget me. Two so months said, from now. Don't forget me. Valentine's is around the corner. So, I'm just saying, Hetty, let me give you a dozen stems and dead roses. I just want you to know. A handful of petals. I just want you to know who's trying to help this guy. You know, can I say I couldn't get away from him? Can you buy the petals that are at the bottom of the bag? Just, what a great sales pitch. So, yeah. just remember, Valentine's around the corner. This guy's playing long ball, man. Yeah, he was playing long. <laughs> he was at he, ABC, always be closing. Where's, where's the go? Always be close. Yeah, yeah he, he read the he book. Was, he read a sales book. He read Tony Robbins did, that day. He did. I read Tony Robbins. He play a long ball. Yeah. But um, the, back to Bond. One of the cool things was not only the gadgets, but I, I, my mom reminded me of this. It's funny. We were talking about this uh, at Christmas. Uh, my mom and dad, my, my my wife's mom and dad, yeah, friends over for Christmas, and. Uh, my mom reminded me, I, I grew up, you know, you always joke about I grew up in an alley. Dude, it's so funny. Yeah, you'd say it's a great you, alley. You talking, I just picture like little, little cranny, little, yep. little Jimmy. Sit my pet like, rat. You just, yeah, you have a pet rat, you have a holy, a scarf with holes in it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You have those little, you just look like Tiny Tim. Yes, you know, I was. I you was had a crutch gym. for no reason, nope. Tiny Jim. Just love the crutch. I just picture you back there like... <laughs> Waiting for scraps of fries to fall out of her manny brother. Yes, it's certain I'll have another fry. It's I'm such hungry. a funny thing. I'm He's hungry, like, please. Yeah. May I have another fry? Yes. May He's I lick, lick the wax paper behind her manny brother? I'm hungry. And I have his big eyes. Let me give it to you. Hey, sir, may I have more coleslaw? But my mom reminded me that when I was a little kid in the alley and I'd be watching, I'd watch James Bond. Yeah. And, you know, ABC special, James Bond movie. That week, whatever. And Sunday night. Sunday night. That's when I watched it with my gram. Yes. It was a Sunday, Sunday night. night. ABC. Yeah, whatever. And I'd watch Live Bond. and let die. Starring Roger Moore. George Lazenby. George Lazenby. George Lazenby. And the one you haven't seen. And the man you'll forget in a week. George Lazenby. But no, but I remember watching Bond, and I remember my mom remembers. I didn't. But because I broke out a bottle of Don Perignon. Oh, I love it. Yeah, every once in a while. Oh. Fun. Yeah, I know. I love it. But my mom said, you know, when, when Jim was little, when I was little, mm-hmm. I'd always say, I want to try that Dom Perignon one day. Yeah. And I finally, you know, got yeah. to do it. But it's, well, I said like this, I'm going to try that Dom Perignon one day. I probably couldn't pronounce it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Dom. Dom I'm going to try some Dom. Dom Perron. I'm going to get Dom and Orange Juice, baby. Isn't it, like, isn't, isn't it spelled Perron? Perron is like P-E-R-R-I-O-N. It's like Perron. Made by monks. Let me try that Dom Perron. Dom Perron. You know, you reminded me of something that George, uh, what's his name again? George, George Lazenby. George Lazenby. The <laughs> legend. Bastard, I can't remember. <laughs> the legend. I'm going to light my cigar here. No, go ahead. Can I tell you, before we, wait, mm-hmm. go ahead. Let me tell you a oh, quick Dom Perron story. Okay. So we're, we're coming up on New Year's Eve. Uh, when is this coming out? I don't know. Uh, Week or you know, so, yeah. New Year's Eve. Yeah, New Year's Eve. So <laughs> years year, ago, this was, I, I, I think, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, since the first time I ever stepped on stage, it's been eight years. So this was maybe about five years ago. I was doing New Year's Eve with Harlan Williams yeah. at the Pittsburgh Improv. And the manager at the time, Brian, everyone knows him. <laughs> yeah. Brian, Brian, Brian comes nice up guy. on stage. I'm with Harlan. I love and he hands me two glasses. Uh, Harlan's like one of my closest. I love it. Closest. I was just at his Christmas party. I love the guy. So he's uh So we're on stage, and Harlan doesn't drink. Doesn't usually drink. When he's at the club, he doesn't drink until maybe afterwards. You know. Okay. So uh, and I know Harlan doesn't drink, and uh, 
the manager comes up New Year's Eve. We're about to toast. We're about to count down, right? Okay. He hands me a bottle of Dom Perignon. Now I didn't know what it was. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a, you know, I'm just stand up a couple years. I, I never had no money. You remember Bond doing some Dom Perignon? Yeah, I don't know. I want some Dom. I didn't know what he handed me. He handed me two glasses, and I, and I look at Harland, and he's like, "Oh, I'm good." He said, "Can I mix this with some cake?" Yeah, right. I don't know. Well, I see the whole audience. I know they passed out like the cheap champagne, you know. Mm-hmm. So I know, I know, Harlan's not drinking it at midnight. We count down. Boom! It's New Year's Eve. You bring it. You sip it. I pound the whole bottle. Nice. I pound the, the first bomb is a bottle. Whole bottle to the face. Oh. I pounded it. Wow. People are high fiving me. Manager comes up. Brian goes, "You just." You just drank like a $160 bottle of champagne in about 35 seconds. God, you chug it. I felt real bad, but I also was like, hell yeah, I did. That's what I'll do. It. I was like, like, oh my God. You give me a look at this way. I drink yeah, it all, I, was like, I was like, yeah, that's how we do it. Some people sip it. I don't sip it all. I pounded it. I pounded it. I felt so bad, but felt pretty, I felt like a, like a boss. You hit him with another, you have another bottle like this? Yeah, you got another one? I'm still I'm thirsty. still thirsty. And if you have a straw, I'd like that. Yeah, that's my Tom Perion story. Oh my God. Yeah. That's awesome, yeah. man. <laughs> the George Lazenby. George yeah, Lazenby. Lazenby. George Lazenby. It just remind me of why it's meant, well, because the name George Lazenby. Yeah. I remember one time interviewing Goober. Goober? Yes, we did an interview on the radio. Goober was in town. George Lindsay yeah. was doing a play. Okay. okay. And this is, you know, Goober from yeah. the rerun of. You know, me, Barry, Andy Griffith. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which still runs, you know, so people know this is, but, but I remember him, Goober, uh, if you don't know who Goober is, look him up. Yeah, You'll yeah, see yeah. Goober. you see a hat. Yeah, Perfect yeah. Perfect name Goober. If someone calls you a Goober. Yeah. They're kind of talking about That's him. That's where it comes from. That's where it comes from. But anyway, yeah, I was talking to him, I was so excited to meet, or not, I didn't meet, as on the phone. Right. I was so excited to interview him on the phone, Goober. Yeah. Because growing up, as a kid, watching the Goober rerun of the show, it was in syndication forever, very excited. And he stops me in the middle of the interview because I called him Goober twice. Oh. And he reprimanded. No way. Yes. He said, excuse me. He didn't say it like this, but I'm just exactly yeah, yeah, the voice yeah. right. But he just, my name is not Goober. It's George Lindsay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like a- Excuse me. I love it. That's it's George like a, Lindsay. That reminds Damn me of you. Uh, He's probably like trying to be legit, you know, like the Shakespearean dude. Yeah, Acting yeah, yeah. at Heinz Hall, wherever it was, yeah. play was he was doing. I'm in Singing in the Rain, my friend. I'm George Lindsay. I'm not Goober. And of course, I slipped and called him Goober one more time if he got mad. But anyway. Wow. Reminding me. Of that reminds me of, oh, uh, I've mm. heard at... Uh, you know, I, I don't know if he's a listener. I don't <laughs> okay. know. You might, okay, okay. One of us might work with him one sure, day. Sure, sure. But, um, you know, uh, Tom, oh gosh, he was Tom? Biff. He was Biff oh. in Back to the Future. Biff. Yeah. Tom. Everybody knows Biff. Oh. Um, I don't remember his name either. Biff in Back to the Future. Yeah, Biff. Everyone knows. Him. So he, he's a pretty decent stand-up comic. Oh, okay. Tours around the country. He's good. Apparently, Which is because apparently a lot of the times these guys aren't real good. But, you know. Apparently, he's fine. Right. Okay. Good stand-up comic. Uh, he refuses to have anything Back to the Future on his posters. He no. Refuses. He gets mad when people call him Biff. You're shitting me. Now, right. I know. Why would you? Now, cut the now, one first of all, thing. I know. Right. That made you. 
right. fame or whatever. Yeah. Wouldn't you embrace it? You think. If you got a, a no. role and nope. you were you were like goober biff. Nope, he don't want it. If he don't want it. He don't want it on his comedy club posters. See, and then they're, they're like, "What are we supposed to put down?" What do you put? I mean, people know him, of course. They see him, and they're like, "That's Biff from Back to the Future." I get it. <laughs> but like you denying, it's like, "Oh, gee, thanks, Robert Zemeckis, for yeah, nothing." It's, 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 are you kidding on, me? Made your career. The only reason you're doing stand up is because of Back to the Future. Let's be honest. He would be like locally. Someone call me Stanley, and he goes, "I'm not Stanley." I'm, I'm James, James Cren. I'm friend. James Cren. No, I'm Gooba. Yeah, come I'm on. I'm hey, come on. That's what. Got that's you. just an example. Tom that's Wilson. What, that's Tom what Wilson? You, that's your thing, man. Yeah, I never understood that. What is that all about? The first time I ever did a big show, man, in my life, I was so nervous. Uh, I was. I worked at Pittsburgh Comedy Club. It was called that's right. Dormont. That's Dennis right. Miller was the MC. How wow. funny! And I rotated in as an MC. Dennis helped me out. Dennis was always helpful to me. And, and it was the first road gig I ever did. God. And I was in Warren, Ohio. Uh-huh. This little beat-up hotel. And I worked this club called Tickles. <laughs> in Warren, Ohio. It was my Tickles first in gig. Warren, Ohio. Mm-hmm. Do you have a booker ad? And Can I'm, I get an email on that I, one? Uh, yeah. Long gone. Tickles? Yeah, but, but the funny thing was there was a weird story with Tickles. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the hotel... Uh, during that week, I worked with, with a, a very funny man uh-huh. in the middle. His name was Danny Storch. Uh-huh. He still does comedy. Very funny. Wow. Really interesting, actually. Uh, and the headliner was uh-huh. Jimmy J.J. Walker. And oh, it was a yeah. show he had uh, back in the day. Good yeah. Times. Yeah, yeah. Was called. But, uh, Dino Mike, right? Yes. Yeah, Jimmy Walker. So you know the Still line. working. Still working. Still working. And yeah. Dino Mike was his thing. Yeah. In the whole week. He got pissed every time someone would say dynamite. He wouldn't oh, say dynamite in the show. Come on. Yeah, he was pissed. Come Maybe on. Maybe now he's embraced it, but then he was a very nice guy, very nice man he on was stage. Working, uh, but he did get pissed if yeah. somebody said on or off stage, they'd yell through dynamite. Wow. He would yeah, yeah. And then off stage, he'd kind of get upset at the bar. They'd come, dynamite! Wow. And he'd just, I, he'd just like walk away. I love that. Everything, everything you bring up, dynamite. You, you and I, we. Uh, we always can come up with two more stories. We got... We so, got, okay, two things. The road words. You said Pittsburgh Comedy Club, Dennis mm-hmm. Miller. Yep. Little known fact, <laughs> my mom will roll her eyes at this one. My mom was a fun lady before I was born. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> All moms are fun before we You know what I'm sure. saying. Not, right, not dirty. Not dirty. Yeah. My mom's a fun lady. Beautiful yeah, woman. Still a beautiful mean. woman. You've met and hung out with my mom. fun before oh, came along. My mom is six... I'm not, I'm, she's over 60. Uh, she's still gorgeous. Gorgeous mm-hmm. woman. So she hears all this part. She dated Dennis Miller for a little while. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Her, her, yeah. Yeah. His mom was at her work. And, uh, that's how he, she met him. And, uh, she, she used, kept telling me how she would go and hang out and at the Pittsburgh Comedy Club <laughs> and see him perform. <laughs> and cool. she had to have also seen you perform back then. She has had to I mean, dude, her. that's. She, oh, I used to well, I don't know. She dated, she dated him in like 1980. Oh God, yeah. yeah, yeah. I would have been there. 79, 80. Yes, 80, 81, 82 was when the yep. club. I would. My mom it. would go hang out there. Oh, that and, is so funny, man. Imagine, uh, imagine that if he married him, be like my kid Aaron, a handful, friend. Oh, <laughs> my oh, kid Aaron. My mom has a great. I mean, my mom <laughs> would hang out with him and all his brothers. Oh yeah, Jimmy Miller. How Jimmy's, I? I've had yeah. conversations with Jimmy Miller about hanging out with my mom. Uh, <laughs> Rich Miller, the Richie, comedy club owner and guy, booker. Richie, yeah. She was a partner with yeah. him in a wedding with oh, Rich you're Miller. Kidding. Yeah. Oh, that's a, that's Pittsburgh, yeah. man. We're all connected. They all, all Dormont, Carrick, they all knew each other. Here, man. I know. Isn't that, crazy? that is too funny. Yeah. That is too funny, man. 
That's fine. Dynamite. But it's, oh, but oh, but on the other thing yes. too, the dynamite thing. Mm-hmm. Now I've I've worked with some with some some great comics. Uh, one of the guys I currently tour with occasionally is John Witherspoon. Oh, I've legendary. also worked legendary. with Dave Coulier. Brilliant. And let me tell you something about what they do. Now, when you think of John Witherspoon, uh, all his quotes from his movies. You know, don't go in a bathroom with 35, 45 minutes, right? All that. He has all his quotes from Boomerang, you yep. know? Yep. Uh, all these quotes. And what he does is he goes out on stage. Mm-hmm. The minute he gets out, his first minute or two, he does every single one of his quotes from his movies. And then ends it there. He gets them all out. People yell him out. He says them for him. And now he's done. He gets into his material. That's what Dave Coulier does, too. Dave Coulier will go on stage. He'll do cut it out. He'll do the woodchuck voice. And he's like, okay, now to jokes. Like, he gets it out of the oh, way. So don't you think Jimmy Walker embrace it. Embrace it. should go out and just be like, do dynamite. dynamite. And people lose their minds, and then you do your material. They've got what they want. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah, that's what you're that's what those supposed guys to do, do as an entertainer, man. We're there for the people. They're not for yourself. Oh, right. You know, it's funny. Um, uh, uh, Dennis, the uh, director Dennis, uh, who was just the kindest, one of the kindest people to me. I love Dennis. Uh, he was the first, like, when he broke out and became really famous with, with, uh, with SN, with, uh, you know, with SNL and, and yeah, all yeah. that stuff. And he would share uh, stories with me and things of his life, what he was doing when he was on the road and stuff. And sure. one of my favorite all-time stories that he ever told me. Yeah. I don't know when, I think because of the Jimmy Walker thing that brought this memory of Fox, okay. Fox, yeah. Sanford and son. Oh, yeah. And, and he would, I would kind of, you know, tell me these stories of these people because he knew, you know, we, Grew up with these sure. certain people we were in awe of and everything. And Red Fox, by the way, was one of the great stand-ups. Oh, ever. amazing! And he's in the show Sanford. Someone's yeah. rerun again till this day. Right. Uh, but anyway, he tells this story. It's one of my favorite all-time Dennis Miller stories ever told. Yeah. And he gets famous. He, he's hanging with. He's in Vegas for the uh-huh. first time, playing in Vegas. And he, say, he says, "Jim, so you're in Vegas." He said, "The cool thing is you, you go around to different shows, you see different shows." Mm-hmm. He's, he's hanging with Billy Crystal. Mm-hmm. He said, "Dennis and Billy Crystal." Go to see uh, Red Fox. They wanted to see Red Fox in concert. Oh, now, now, great. well, now at this point in his mm. career, though, uh, Red Fox, uh, the show is off the air for ten years or fifteen, whatever it was. Okay. At this point, and so this um, is probably what mid eighties, mid, late eighties, mid late eighties, yeah. and not the, the hot draw that he was. Well, sure. and suppose Dennis says he goes there and there's towards twelve people. And a 1500 seat ballroom, and him and Billy Crystal in his booth. Oh, and man. They have a 20 piece orchestra, like a huge orchestra. And the show was this. Then he's sitting there, and you hear uh, the band strikes up the, the theme song uh, for the Santa Claus. Yeah. And here comes Red. Yeah. And he walks out, and he goes, dun, 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 walks yeah. out, and he looks at the crowd, and he goes, his cigarette in his hand, and he says to the crowd, he, if you think I'm gonna stand up here for now, talk to you motherfuckers, you're crazy. And turns around and walks off. And the band, the, the orchestra, da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, that, oh my oh god, gosh. man, that and his Sinatra story makes you think. What's the doll that you told on HBS special one? But that is my favorite, man. Wow, I think I'm a phony motherfucker. Tell people you can't. And it's really funny that... <laughs> the favorite part was the band just strikes back. I don't know what to do. It just goes back. Play it again. Play them all. It was probably 45 seconds later, too. It's awesome, man. And it was funny, too, because I wonder oh if they God. even knew that Billy Crystal and Dennis Miller were in the back. Yeah. Yeah, really. They could have so been a set that got, got so a thousand people there. At the time. It's still... Uh, it's oh, huge rolls. Oh, man. They're the best. 
Yeah, that, that is one of those guys who's been able to uh, reinvent constantly, man. He's still maintaining oh, being hot. He, he has you know, done he's a, a, you know, a great, great radio show. Yeah, yeah right I mean, now, I, mean, now I know O'Reilly. people... Yeah, people complain that you he's know? a little... You know, he's on this yeah. other end and blah, blah, blah. He's doing his thing. Whatever, he's doing his thing. It's brilliant, though. When you're, right. when you're brilliant, the summit's brilliant. He did... He did... He did brilliant. Uh, that's brilliant a great point about him. He did go in different directions, and he started doing the sports stuff. And Yeah, he's always been a role model. I watch him, how he reinvents. He is one of the best weekend update. Uh, oh, he's, I think he was the best that, that, yeah. that did it ever. Him, I mean, my two favorites were him and Colin Quinn. Colin uh, Quinn's funny. I just work with Colin Quinn, and, and he's just fantastic. I think guys that are nationally funny are nationally oh, funny forever. God. They can and, reinvent uh, those guys. I probably my third was uh, Tina Fey and Amy Poehler together. Oh my! That oh my! They were the powerhouse. Brilliant. Well, this is brilliant. Oh my! Performers God. and writers. That I could this watch. A, the people I could like watch Miller, them two together. If you look at Quinn Miller and Tina Fey and Poehler. I think because they're great writers, because mm-hmm. they the write a lot of that they have teams of writers, but those those people oh, are Tina's. really part of the writing yeah. aspect. Of, I think Tina was the first that. female head writer of Saturday Night Live. Yeah, I remember Dennis uh, it, uh, when he first got Saturday Night Live. Uh, he was so nice to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said, "Jim, come up to New York." Uh, he was on Letterman. Yeah. And he said, "I want you to see me do Letterman." Yeah. In case you ever do the show one day, so yeah. I want to see what's to get comfortable. Yeah. So I'd be comfortable. That's what he said. It's all nice of you. Uh, so I went up and hung out with Dennis. It was right at that time. So Jim, I'm like, I'm like, you're shitting me. He's no. Wow. He said, can you come over to Rockefeller Center with me? I said, sure. So we go to Rockefeller Center. And we're sitting there, and John Lovis is on the phone. And yeah. I remember him saying, oh, I'm not going to get weekend up there. So imagine, I guess it was like a, it was the recasting time. Lauren right. Michaels had just taken right. over from uh, Ebersol. was going there for years. For yeah. a few years. Yeah, Dick Ebersol. The Dick Ebersol years. Yes, and, and, and Michaels is back. Yeah. Live from New York. Great book about that. That'd be cool. To yeah. Read. I'm sure it's a bit, but, uh, yeah, I love the history of SNL. But uh, he was, the, and he got the gig yeah. uh, that day down there. I forget. It was just such a cool experience to be there. And, and, yeah. and like, I agree with you. I think he's, yeah, to me, he's the best weekend. And he thought, he's one of his favorite comedians. So he thought, he thought Lovitz was going to get it. Yeah, I, Lovitz thought oh. he was going to get it. And I, because I heard him talking on the phone one. To his manager, so yeah, saying, yeah, oh, yeah. Well, I'm gonna get in a lot of skits and stuff, and of course yeah, yeah. he did. He's yeah, yeah, yeah. A liar guy, dude. I, I've worked with Lovitz a couple times. Yeah, I love ticket. that guy. That's a oh, ticket. really funny, really funny. Owns a club, I think. A couple comedy clubs, I think. Right? He did have a. I did. He did. That's the first time I met him. Did, he had the John Lovitz Comedy Club in mm-hmm. Universal City in California. Okay, that's now closed. Okay, uh, that's. It's just a tough. You know, no discredit to the club. It was a great club. It was yeah, a rough the Universal the business, the business. Universal Center, yeah, Universal City, where it was at. Mm-hmm. Really rough place to have a club. Yeah, I mean, you had to park part of Disney and Universal Studios, mm-hmm. and it was like you had to park a mile away Perfect. just to get to a comedy club. It was ridiculous. Perfect segue for us. We have a great club, of course, uh, in Pittsburgh. The Improv is fantastic. A lot of, a lot of parking. Great room. And the nice thing about Pittsburgh is I'm really excited about the, the comedy in Pittsburgh. Right now. Oh, the comedy yeah. scene, which I'm real proud of because I've seen you grow up as a comedian. When you started at eight years old. Yeah. <laughs> and, Pretty much. Uh, That's yes, technically kind of true. you were talking about Heather Locklear jokes. And the, but, uh, yeah. No, I did start, being, I actually did start by uh, okay. making my family laugh. Probably around about five or six years old. You knew you wanted to get into it, right? I don't remember this, but my family told me. It was part of my bio for a long time. <laughs> but part of me was, uh, part of me, wait, what am I trying to say? Hmm. Oh, uh, I don't remember, but my family, they told me that, I made my whole family laugh by getting on the Thanksgiving table at my grandmother's and dancing like Michael Jackson. And my whole family I would were, pay were to see dying. That Five, six-year-old Aaron Cliver oh, dancing like Michael Jackson. <laughs> and I was, I just, and they were laughing so hard. I just, I was doing that at six years old. The moonwalk at six. Oh, everything. Yeah, I was, I was in. Well, the thing is, uh, 
comedy is booming again in Pittsburgh because yeah. a lot of things, you're, you get a lot of credit. You started doing a lot of the open stages in, in, around the city, and that is where it comes from. You have to have the open stages. The major rooms, yeah. like the improv, are the, the, you know, that's your A list, right. A list, biggest room you want to get to. But the only way you can learn to become a comedian is to get on stage, just yeah. the gymnasium. Yeah. You have to have the workout rooms to have a comedy uh, yeah. kind of group of people that can come up and be comedians. Yeah, uh, you know, in Pittsburgh, and that's what you tell every group. young comic too. It's mm-hmm. you know, everyone wants this magic formula of how to be a good stand-up, and I said you need time on stage. You need time you on get stage. Get reps. I said you got to get reps in. Yes. So Jimmy says it all the time when you come out, you got to come in and get some reps in. You you uh, do the pleasure bar. Mm-hmm. It's one of the rooms I love to go and work. If anyone out there you ever want to stop out, uh, Aaron's on uh, the Norwegian cruise thing. We're going to kick back up. We'll be going out there a lot. Yeah, there'll be there'll be another host in January when I'm away. Yeah, um, and I like, think Sean Collier's going to host one. Colin Chamberlain's going to host another one. Uh, so yeah, nine o'clock Monday nights. Yeah, it's every a, Monday. It's my favorite open station. I come out there all the time. Go out there all the time to work out. And then there's some other rooms too. Oh, right? absolutely. Hambones, well, you, know, you said does it? Yeah, Hambones on Thursdays in mm-hmm. Lawrenceville. See what happened was, like when I started, uh, I remember there was just the improv and there there was the Funny Bone for a short time. The Funny Bone closed probably nine months after I started stand up. So I've only oh, done good. a couple spots at the Funny Bone and they closed. Uh, so, and then all they really had was those clubs, and then, you know, once a month, open mic. I think every other week, I think the improv had an open mic. Once a month was Funny Bone. Okay. And then they had the Smiling Moose, which was a great friend of mine, mm-hmm. uh, Scarfo, owns the Smiling Moose out here on the south side. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a metal bar then. It was, you know, it was, seven, eight wow. years ago, it was a metal bar. Wow. Yeah. They had, like, transition. Cannibal Corpse Killer and, you know, so Tuesday I was in that nights. band. Yeah. Did you? Remember Cannibal Corpse Killer? <laughs> they, uh... That was the bass player. But that's all they had. They had that, mm-hmm. that open mic at this metal bar, and that's all you had. I remember and when they told me, Cannibal Corpse get his done, Grin. I cried every minute. Oh, my God. Someone is going to Photoshop you into a Cannibal Corpse in, poster. I hope so. I want to see album. it. I want to see it. But, uh, there's but that's so many, all they had. But there's so many great comedians out there and, 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 you know, locally. And, oh, by the way, I just want to plug um, our friend uh, uh, Terry Jones, who's one of the funniest comedians at yeah. Pittsburgh. He has an album out right now called uh, Limbo Negro. You can get on iTunes, yeah. I'm sure, on his website. Uh, very funny uh, album yeah. in the stand-up. And, and Aaron, uh, you're, you helped a lot of these guys. And the, the thing I was going to say is, what, what, uh, have you ever done an album? Do you want to do an album? I did. I have an, I have an album uh, that I did a couple years ago that I'm so tired of giving to people uh, because I like now, as a comedian, you do an album two years ago and you hate it already. <laughs> Uh, well, that's, yeah, well, I know what you're saying, because material yeah. changes. We're, oh, we're the yeah. worst critics of ourselves. Oh, you're just Chinese like, the worst oh, God, oh, please don't listen to this cha-cha slide. Isn't it joke? weird how we, we perform and we hate everything? Because I, I do the same. Yeah. I just did the other day. I, I got rid of all this yeah. new stuff, and, and I go to my mouth, it's terrible. She's laughing. Oh, yep. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. But, yeah, I mean. <laughs> i got to re-rate it. I'm at a point now where uh, 2017, I'm going to do another album. Mm, cool. uh, it's, it's already in the works. Nice. So I will be. Filming and recording a new album in 2017. Yeah, so because did, I have to. I never did the album thing, and I understand it's great to do. Uh, the whole of Jay oh, Leno. Yeah. Jay Leno, you ever heard Jay Leno? Mm-hmm. There's very few things out there. But his philosophy was it burns the material. You mm-hmm. know, it's hard to you know, it's hard to write an yeah. hour act. You know. Well, that's the thing but, too. It's, but, it's, like, it's now. It's I, 
I've reached a point over the last couple of years since my last album, and I, I'm just like, okay, I want to kind of get rid of this and move on. That's you know just it. It was Jerry Seinfeld. You, you never did albums like that. You didn't right. Seinfeld do albums too much. Right. He did I'm Telling You This for, I think it's called I'm Telling You This for the Last Time. Right. Because he wanted to do that. Get rid of all this stuff and right. start out a new, new act. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and, that's, and that, that definitely, uh, the one thing I like when I'm on stage and I say, hey, I'll be selling my album after the show, mm -hmm. I love saying, this is 68 minutes long. There's nothing on here you've heard tonight. And I just did an hour in front of them. Cool. Yeah. So I just it's did a different. whole another hour, mm -hmm. and I'm like, hey, there's another hour on my album that you have not heard. I love that. Yes. And I want to get to another point where I'm selling a new album and saying, this is all stuff is you all haven't heard. And I'm going to start doing that, too, because what, what I'm doing is I'm inching into different... One of the things about getting older is you don't... You don't really don't give a, give a shit as much as far as criticizing yourself and things. So yeah. I'm now inching into storytelling, so I'm getting more sure. comfortable with it. Oh, yeah. That. Dude, you, some of your stories so, are unbelievable. So look, you just did the, oh, you, you did the, you did the Comedy Sauce Pleasure Bar <laughs> show the other night. <laughs> What's the story you Uncle did? Smoke. Oh, Teddy's Uncle my Smoke, man. God. I love yeah. it. I love it. I'm going to put that out. Well, you know what? I'm going to do the Uncle Smoke story and uh, several stories. I'm doing a storytelling stand-up, but it's really going to be storytelling. And it's the first time I'm announcing this. So everyone out there listening, uh, go to jimcran.com. Or Bricolage Theater, uh, mm -hmm. their website. But go to jimcran.com yep. and get tickets. It's January 28th. First time announcing it, January 28th. I'm going to do an evening of That's an great. hour of stories. That's great. Like the Uncle Smoke story, uh, the Altar Boy story, they did on the mop, uh, the tornado story, uh, the stories about Kenny and uh, growing up in the strip, and, and so that's going to be on the 28th of January. And now, you, what do you? What's your next big show when you come back? Kenny Oldansky. Kenny, my boy Kenny, man, he's part of my act. Right, Oldansky. Oh God, he's going right, to call right? Smell thing. Hey Jim, when you going to kick back some money and use me in my act? Hey, in your act, you owe me a penny. You owe me. Time you mentioned my name. I want some residual, buddy. <laughs> I got. I got to get him on stage. I uh, here, yeah, I man. As soon as I get back from Norwegian cruises, I go. Uh, I'm performing at a. At a resort comedy weekend at a resort in Georgia. Oh, cool! Where in Georgia? No, South Atlanta? Carolina. Oh, South Carolina. Kiowa, Kiowa, Kiowa Island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a resort. Real in cool South resort. Carolina. Very yeah. pretty. Yeah, there, there's, uh, you know, nice. they during the during the I guess the colder months they uh, put on like comedy weekends. Oh, nice! Just to get people there. Just to get them in. Yeah. And uh, tag, it's, I'll tag along. It's great lineups. Tag along. Yeah, Let fun. me know. I'll be your roadie. Yeah. And they do a thing. <laughs> they do a thing where it's like three three headliners do thirty minutes each. It's it's cool. Perfect, man. Yeah, it's a fun. Not thing. even a hard work. Yeah, yeah. No, it's fine. No, it's Take, fine. Taking Wendy, right? No. The wives have the benefit. She's not going. No. She's going on the cruise with me. <laughs> that's it. That's Wendy. That's she's right. not going anywhere for two years. <laughs> she's, she's, you hear that, Wendy? You hear that, Wendy? We're, we're saving. We are using every favor oh, on the planet oh, for someone to watch our kids for seven days. Oh, that's true. Jimmy, we have three kids. See, it's so much easier with dogs. You can just lock them in the oh. back room. Yeah, lock kids in the back room. Jimmy. You can do that. <laughs> dogs, have, it's easy. We have it broken down to eight-hour shifts. And i got to get someone to watch the dogs. Like, yeah. we, have, we have it broken down to eight-hour shifts over seven days. Where we're just like, the kids are just passing the kids around like you're... They get like, traumatized, they get a hand right. off. They're just, they're going everywhere. Yeah. It's like everybody has their their uh, their, their boiling point, and then we have to shuffle the kids to another location as soon as uh, my mom starts losing her mind. Uh, wait, you got to come, when you get back... Yeah, you got to come on the podcast again. Have a scar with me here. Always, right? I ain't doing nothing. Look, what am I doing today? This, this is work. This is a hard this work. This is the best. This is the best, isn't it? Comedy job's the best. Bloom's the best to go. Isn't the great? This is great. Oh, I love Bloom's, Mark hooked man. me up with this sweet. Oh, this is. I don't even. I just. 
I feel like a goddamn gentleman. I know. <laughs> you are a gentleman. Aaron Cliver. Jim Crane, no restrictions, hanging at my, my favorite place, Bloom. This place is going side, side. Jim Crane, no restrictions. No restrictions. This is John. And Craig. And we are from the Jagoff Podcast, the only podcast all about Pittsburgh. Check it out on PittsburghPodcastNetwork.com. Thanks for listening to the Pittsburgh Podcast Network. Check us out at PittsburghPodcastNetwork.com. Thanks for listening.